WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Three of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. We'll get to the uh, Celtics trade in just a moment as the NBA trade deadline is tomorrow. Celtics bringing a, a player here today. But a Bruins update as well for you, Fitzy. Matty Papuatra, done for the season. What? Yeah, right shoulder. Uh, you got a, like a stabilization procedure done today. The expected oh. recovery time is approximately five months. So he obviously had been on the shelf, and there was, I think, different kind of timetables kind of tossed out there. But in his rookie year, he was he was a fun player to watch early. Uh, 33 total games, just 19 years old, five goals, 10 assists, uh, a plus four. Uh, yeah, what a shame. Hadn't seen him. His last game he played, I believe, was January 25th. Uh, of course, they haven't played in forever either. <laughs> they, they had a no. long time off in between there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, too bad. Ending his season uh, early. That's a shame. And we lent him to Canada, right, for the juniors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sucks. It does. It really sucks. It does sucks. And so hopefully they, uh, I mean, I think their trade deadline is going to be pretty interesting to see what they do. Well, they gave up. So they they went all in last year. I mean, yeah, what else did. do the Bruins have? I mean, they can find some assets, but how much more do they have to give? True. And how much more all in are they willing to go? Now, when you're tied for the league lead in points, I understand that you're still gonna, yeah, maybe press, but I, I know, know, I know, I know, kind of a shame. As for the Celtics, they make a move today. I also got a kick out of it. So they they bring in uh, Xavier Tillman, and we'll tell you about him in a moment. But they traded uh, a couple of second round picks and Lamar Stevens, and the Celtics Twitter account had a graphic and says, "Thank you, Lamar Stevens," and they tweeted, "Thank you for everything, and good luck in your next chapter." What are they thanking him for exactly again? <laughs> everything. They, they said, everything. I thank you for everything. Lamar Stevens. Uh, unfortunately, the Grizzlies won't come to town again. Otherwise, you could have a nice tribute video. He did play 19 games this year. Average six minutes a night. Hey. So. There you go. Thank you for everything. But so uh, Xavier Tillman is who they get. So he had played his entire career to this point with Memphis. He was a second round pick back in 2020 at a Michigan State. He, this year, is averaging six points, four and a half rebounds. Uh, he's played in 34 games, started 13 for that terrible Grizzlies team, uh, mm-hmm. playing just over 20 minutes a night. He's six seven six eight, but he's more of like a power forward. I was reading one of his like draft comps a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, the writer kind of compared him to Udonis Haslam. So he's not the tallest guy in the world, but I would view him more as a big he, like everybody else in the league, he'll take a couple threes, but horrible percentage. Like, you don't want him taking threes. Believe it or not, I watched the highlight type tape of Xavier Tillman earlier today. He did hit a couple corner threes, but by the look of it, that's not what you want him to do. I think he's just another body, maybe somebody who mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, foul Giannis. <laughs> that's kind of right. how I kind of how I look at it. But Absorb, absorb yeah. fouls. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Toughness. I think he's mm-hmm. a guy, he's not like crazy athletic but i think he's he's tough because he's he's six eight like 250 like he's a he's a bit of a uh bigger dude mm-hmm. so we'll see what he can bring in and there's also uh some scuttlebutt out there that brad stevens may not be done and there may Ew. be a move done uh tomorrow they did not have to use 
They have a trade player exception from Grant Williams, which is like, like $6 million. Six bucks. and a half? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't use that. They also have another one that's even less. Uh, there was some talk that they were going to use that, but they ended up trading Lamar Stevens in like second round picks. So mm-hmm. they might be able to get somebody for that $6 million, Or they're going to be a major player, I would imagine, in like the buyout market. Like once you wait, see some of these veterans that get traded and then cut loose by their teams, the Celtics would be a prime candidate. But my takeaway huh. on all this... Yeah, what's the what's the because I know the other night we discussed do we think the Celtics will make a move by the deadline and I yeah, so I wasn't sure and I weighed in on the Nene side and I was wrong and there there could be more to come. So they're tinkering uh, and so I yeah. like it. I like this this move. Not that you know Xavier Tillman is the difference maker by any stretch, but mm-hmm. I thought they needed a little bit of help in the front court, like add another big, like how much you know murder cornet do you want to see in the playoffs? Just give him another option, give him another body. So I like that. But my my. Bigger takeaway is just sort of a big picture thing. Brad Stevens is an excellent general manager. He is so good. And I think what it is, Danny Ainge was very good too. But Danny Ainge to me was strictly about bringing in the most talent, which you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, as a GM, that seems like a pretty good philosophy. But I think Brad Stevens combines talent and fit. And because he was a coach more recently than Danny Ainge was, he was on the floor more recently than Ainge was. He could see how certain guys would fit with certain players. And so he's the one that got rid of Kemba Walker, brought back in Al Horford, tried the Malcolm Brogdon experience, and was like, all right, we're done with Malcolm Brogdon. Even made the hard decision to move on from Marcus Smart. Like, he did all, like, that, those were all Brad Stevens moves. He's been, everyone wants Trader Danny. Brad Stevens is the guy who was cold-blooded. He'll trade anybody. And he's just trying to make the best team possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's only been at it for, what, a couple of years? I think he's been killing it. Like, Brad Stevens is great at this. Yeah, uh, so much so that the stone-cold killer, Brad Stevens, assured Marcus Smart that he had a role on this team going forward, and he was not going to be moved. And what was it, nine days later, he was yeah. gone? See ya. Yeah, adios. Yep. I uh, I read a tweet earlier today from Chad Finn saying, Brad Stevens was a good coach. He is a far, far better general manager and president of basketball operations. Oh, I, I agree with him. Proving couldn't agree definitely more. Um, this 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 move is this going to be the one that locks it up and seals the deal? Maybe not. But in I remember when we were discussing whether or not they were going to make a deal and what it was that I thought that they needed the most. We had discussed do they need an extra scoring wing slash three point shooter or a big body, and now considering how much it hurts when they lose Porzingis and you can't replace his offense with, you know, this, whatever, what is this guy's name again? Xavier Tillman. Tillman. Xavier Tillman. Yeah, no, you're not getting getting points. You're not getting points out of Tillman. No, No. but you'll get defense. Yeah. And you need a big, you need a big body. Would it be great to see them still add a sharpshooter or a spare wing? Sure. But knowing full well how tired Al Horford could get and how, you know, he only plays the every other night as well. Uh, I like getting a for two like for a guy for that nothing. doesn't play yeah. in two second rounders. Yeah, I mean just to have a big body to throw in the in the playoffs if you faced Embiid if he comes back from the surgery when you have to deal with Giannis when you have to deal with Miami. Mm-hmm. It's a great move, great move. It's I a mean, win no lose deal for them. Yeah, add it to the list. I mean, Porzingis and Drew Holiday are the big names, but then some of these other moves that he's brought in. Also, I give Brad credit because I probably wouldn't have done this like. He signed Peyton Pritchard to an extension, and then Peyton Pritchard's had a good year. This guy wanted to get traded a year ago, and I was like, go ahead, trade him. Like, who cares? But 
he's been solid. Steven's stuck by him, and he's been a pretty good uh, bench player for them. So, yeah, to this point, Stevens has been absolutely crushing it. Again, trade deadline tomorrow, so when we're on the air tomorrow night, we'll know uh, officially whether they did anything else. Also, maybe as important, do the Bucks do anything? Do the Nuggets or the T-Wolves or the, you know, go down the list, Clippers, like do any of these other teams make some moves as well? All right, you can join us, 617-779-7937. We've hit on a lot, Patriots offseason and all their coaching staff hires. It looks like Elliot Wolf is the guy in charge. Red Sox documentaries coming up on Netflix, and now the Celtics in the NBA trade deadline, which is tomorrow. Let's go to – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just like – A pile of stuff. I, I just remember – I just remember as I was typing out like a little show prep email to you late in the morning, earlier in the afternoon, thinking like, stuff. all right, we got a couple things going oh, yeah, on right. tonight. Like, you know, but with our Wednesday night segments, like we'll get through. We won't have to like vibe and riff and jazz too much. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, by two thirty, three o'clock, just cascading in like Celtics trade, Netflix doc, the mm-hmm. Celtic, the Patriots have basically hired everyone that used to work in Cleveland. <laughs> Holy smokes, yeah. we got a show. It's crazy. All right, let's go to uh, Louis, and, Louis in Arlington. He joins us next. What's up, Louis? Hey, Greg Hill, this is for you. Wait, what? It was all, it was all Brady. The heck? Greg's on 6 to 10 a.m. It's all Brady, right? Louis, 6 to 10 a.m. for Greg. Bobby Grant is in Pittsburgh. Louis, 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 this Bella is 8 p.m. 8 a.m. you could get Greg. What? This what is, are you talking about? This is 8 p.m. Louis, 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 Louis. All right. 8 p.m. This is the night show. Greg does the morning show. You were calling for Greg? Well, it's not Greg Hill. I asked him. He said Greg Hill show. Greg Hill show tomorrow morning. They're, they're, oh, they're, who's this show? This is the Rich Keefe show and Variety Hour. Oh, you play college ball, huh? You better believe I did, Louie. You like Billichek? Sure. Yeah, but do you think it was all Brady? Or, you think it was a combination, Belichick and Brady? Yeah, probably the two of them. Why are they saying it's all Brady? Who's they? Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Greg Hill. Greg Hill said that. It's all, all right. Bella Brady. Classic mix-up. 6 to 10 a.m. you can get Greg. If you have a question for Greg, hey, you can why, call why, him the same why, number. Why, why would you battle Greg? Battle what? Greg, will you? Do a battle out. Ooh, a yeah. duel. You want me to duel Greg? Yeah, battle Greg. You never play college ball. It's all right. You never play football, all did right. he? I don't know. Maybe he did. I have no idea. I think he played basketball uh, for Neshoba. Oh, there you go. Zero. Something to think about. I never I, I never played college ball, but I believe the football guys. I I always believe the football guys, the ones that play football. The other ones, yeah. the guys that didn't. I'm with you, Louie. And I... And I uh, you know what I wish? What do you I wish? I wish Steve Diossi and Fresh Merrill were back. They'll tell you why. All right. Yep. Good luck, Louie. Be safe out there. I warned you. <laughs> I, wa- I spent 10 minutes on the phone with that guy. Uh, Good God. I mean. I, Sir <laughs> Richard of House Keefe, yes. challenge you. Yep. Gregory of House Hill yes. to a duel behind Wick style. 83 Leo M. Birmingham Parkway. So high I, noon. I could be. Yes, that'd be good. Louis was probably drinking some high noons. Yep, at the OK Corral. I think he's a little stronger than high noon. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Stiz <laughs> Bruno, you think yeah. I drank those hot seltzers? I. I could be wrong. I don't even think that isn't Greg like a doesn't he defend? Who do you Belichick? think I am, yeah, Dick Portnoy? I can afford those. 
I feel like he's the other. Uh, that's not even his take, right? Or maybe not. No, I no. Brady. I don't even know. I thought where I did thought that Greg take was... came from the fact that he wanted Diossi and Smurlis to come in and sh- show you up. I was like, <laughs> he's gonna be like, well, if you're upset that I I'm like now on guys. the post game yeah. show and you know Big O and Smurlis and Diossi are not, uh, it's not like we ousted them or ran no. a coup. Nope. It was more like, no. well, we kind of just got to keep it in house. So I, li- I mean, I like those guys quite a bit. I don't, I, are you was... the real post game show? Hell yeah. Are you 20-something years of having your drunk uncles at a VFW talk about the Patriots games? <laughs> Nothing was better. They were in their high times. There was no one I wanted no. to listen to talk about the game more. And me and Dale had Diossi on like once a week for a while. And then and I, like Steve. I, and I did fill-in shows galore yeah. with Diossi yeah. as well. By the way, did you know Steve Diossi, in addition to being a cigar enthusiast, football yes. player, yeah. his son a Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. steakhouse owner, Broadway fan. Massive Broadway fan. He Massive loves music. Bro- He's seen musicals a- all over the world, this guy. Yeah, we yeah. did like an hour talking favorite musicals. Yeah, no, I, think I know. We landed on Guys and Dolls as like the one favorite we share. Yeah, incredible. It's a renaissance, man. What do you that, want? Exactly. Not en- not enough. Uh... And he would drive his uh, his motorcycle into work, and sometimes it'd be raining, and he'd be just uh, he'd be in a mood when that would happen. But hey, it's the best. I, I, I love him. That's whenever he calls in, Louie. <laughs> I mean, that took a, that took some turns. I don't know where he was going. Well, at least we have weekend review stuff, Stiz, for Friday. Oh, yeah, that's that. <laughs> uh, uh, that's the entire call. Just the whole thing. You play the, I mean, that was that was cinema. He I put that ten, up there with Back to the Future. He spent 10 minutes on the pre-call yelling at me, arguing with me that Brady and Belichick were equal, and I'm like, I never said that. And it's then he kept of, calling me Greg Hill. It is a, it's like a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, and, and I'm not mad at Louie, and other people do this all the time, but don't call in and be like, uh, I'm pissed at Jones. I'm like, all right, call Jones. It's the same number. <laughs> or like, oh, can you believe Wiggy said this? I guess not, but you can't. Like, so you waited eight hours to call us and tell us about it. These guys are also all available. It's the same. You just gotta wait a little bit. Because I don't even know exactly what any of them said. So I don't know. I I can't. I, I don't know. Anyway. All right. I gotta. I gotta. <laughs> yeah, Rich. Finally, you know, Fight finally, someone Fight is ready to like take yeah. on. But I love the that. deep state and figure out who it really was. <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate that Louis on my side, despite the fact that I was a horrible Division three football player. All of a sudden, that's worth its weight in gold to Louis. Hey, he knew you played college ball. He did, which is weird. He didn't like. He didn't know what show this was, but he. Who are you? Oh yeah, you play college football, right? <laughs> I was like, what? I knew that about you. Like, aren't you the ball player? You can play a ball a little bit? Yeah, sure. That was a long time ago. All right, we will uh, continue with your phone calls, potentially. It's 617-779-7937. Oh, I got a Super Bowl six-pack of questions, Fitzy. Super Bowl six-pack. I just I just happen to have a guy who both loves the Super Bowl and six-pack. This is going to be right over for you. here. Okay, you guys yeah. Can play yeah, along as at long home. as Brady and Palachek are in it, too. <laughs> Why don't you fight him? That's not your take. It's his take. All right, right now, here's Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with some headlines. The Bruins returned to the ice last night. They couldn't get the job done, losing to the Calgary Flame 4-1. The lone Bruins goal came from Pavel Zaka during a 5-on-3 situation early in the third. Bruins' seven-game homestand continues tomorrow night when they'll host the Canucks puck drops at 7 p.m. from Causeway Street. And some breaking news, Matt Patra apparently out for the season. 
uh, needing some surgery with a timeline of five months to return, which is unfortunate. I mentioned the NBA trade deadline in my trending last night. It was reported earlier today the Grizzlies trading Xavier Tillman to Boston for two second-round picks. Tillman making $1.9 million fits into the Celtics trade player exception. Celtics are home tonight playing the Atlanta Hawks. They tipped off about 45 minutes ago. Drew Holiday was out with a right elbow sprain. Right now, about eight minutes left in the second quarter. Hawks up 46-44 to over your Celtics. The Patriots, they're finalizing a deal with former University of Miami GM of football operations Alonzo Highsmith. The 58-year-old... Ex- The 58-year-old is expected to join the Patriots' front office as personnel executive. Additionally, New England also in the final stages of hiring former Houston Texans Associate Director of Football Administration Bobby Brown for a key role in the administration. Both Highsmith and Brown expected to work closely with Patriots Director of Scouting Elliot Wolf, who is presumed to be heading the team's personnel department. And some big Red Sox news. That's right. It was announced today that our beloved baseball team, will be the focus of a pair of new Netflix documentaries. The streaming service will follow the team through the 2024 season and present a documentary series in 2025, as well as a documentary focusing on the 04 Red Sox, who broke the curse of the Bambino and won the team's first World Series title since 1918. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, W-E-E-I with Fitzy. You can join us at 617-779-7937. you miss any of the program, check out the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can just download, subscribe right there. You get all the hours broken down. Listen to it whenever you want. You can watch the show on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash bostonweei. You get all the programs right there. So if you're like the last caller, you want to yell at Greg, you can do that 6 to 10 a.m. That's when they're on. Hey, I had a question earlier. You were yeah, you were please. mentioning your DVDs. Yes. Right? Digital video discs for those. What that, are you? Yeah. So I have, I think, three like boxes yeah. with DVDs, physical uh-huh. DVDs uh-huh. that are taking up at least Too a four space. by four space Correct. in my house. What do we do with these? Are you keeping yours? Am I getting rid of them? I had a hard time. I didn't throw them away. I because have... I got rid of all my my physical music. Now I just have Spotify. Yeah. That's it. I rent it. I rent all the music now for ten dollars a month. I have an un- I, I have an embarrassing amount of DVDs in my attic. Uh, just a ton of them in my attic, and so is that for when like the EMP basically comes and like eliminates all hard drives. And no, I'm just I'm bad at throwing things away. Yeah. If yeah, it was up to my too. wife, if it was up to my wife, those things all would have been burned years ago. Good for you for marrying someone though, or finding you a companion who's good at some of the things yes. that you aren't, who helps keep the ship afloat. Because my wife and I are both terrible <laughs> at uh, going to bed on time, yep. not having that last drink, uh, oh, throwing amen. things away. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's we're not. You know, thankfully like she throws things away way more than I do. So. No, well, Davey told a story on the podcast that like he had just made DVDs, and years and years ago, when he was like first living with his wife, he sold his somewhere and did not get a great return. Sold them all to like one place for 
It's like fifty bucks. Yeah, I was gonna know, say twelve dollars. Like oh, it was some. I mean, he had so many of them, and I was like, I'm like, all right, like yeah, I could I could use the hundred bucks or whatever, but I'm like. I don't know. I'd keep them though for you know yeah. for that kind of money. I'm keeping my so like some of collection them, of the yeah. Bernie Mac show. Some yeah. of them, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you never know when that's going to come in handy. Seriously, yeah. dude. Like I have a few in like my Dragon Slayer where I do like the podcast and stuff. Like as like just stuff to like. You have so much stupid stuff that's like back yeah, it there. Looks cool. So it looks cool. So like Star Wars and Scream and like some of those ones I I kept yeah. out. The other ones are all buried in a box somewhere. Thinking about having a. Uh, just sort of like taking stock at how I have too much crap, let alone the yeah. kids have toys they're now out dating. Right. And there are DVDs. I have some nice clothes that I don't wear anymore that I've uh, that are too big. So <laughs> thanks very much. Uh, <laughs> Look at this so, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking of, you know what? I have never really had like a good old fashioned yard sale. Yard Ooh. sale. Yard sale it up. You get a little signed on the end get of the a street. Nice yard new sale driveway with laid out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I feel like you're going to get some good stuff at Nick's yard sale. You could. That's for sure. Yeah. You could find some gems there. You never yeah, you never know. Yeah, you could find could find that something something. After my mom passed, uh she worked for a number of lovely uh upscale cosmetics companies including okay. um Mary Kay Chanel and she uh, well she worked for Mary Kay in a long time ago okay and then she worked for like uh, Stendhal and Chanel and my mom was the queen of the five finger discount <laughs> on all of the samples in store very good so they were in our basement at the house I grew up in after she passed one day during the summer we had a little bit of a yard sale sure and I brought out all of these Chanel cosmetics most of them untouched some of them actually lightly used mm. rich you would have thought I was just like it was like Mr. Beast and Tom Brady doing an <laughs> autograph signing for an hour. People, People went crazy. We yeah. made thousands. Really? Yes. Holy smokes! It's lo- it, and we locked it. Up. We we took that and her jewels and we locked it up in a safe deposit box and it's wow. still there. Like I've never actually counted the cash we made that day, but it was significant. I remember as a kid we had a yard sale once, and I again was very hesitant to even sell any of my stuff, right? Because I was always mm-hmm. sort of the hoarder. My sister sold a bunch of her stuff, and she was raking in the cash. I literally sold one item for one dollar, and true story, the dollar blew away. Ooh. I made a dollar, and then it blew away in the wind. That was God saying, "Keep your stuff. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. sell any more. Don't sell your, your gear. Stuff. Don't sell Hold it. Your Keep thing. it. Yeah. So that was a, that was a big mistake on my part, and it still still kind of stings. Yeah. All right. I get you. I get you. Uh, I got a Super Bowl six-pack. I figure this would be a good audience for that. So these are six questions, Super Bowl-related, that we can hit on. Let me start with this one. Since 2000, so we're not going the the history of the Super Bowl, but since 2000, what is your favorite non-Patriots Super Bowl? My favorite non-Patriots Super Bowl. Since 2000. Super Bowl 43. Okay. Which one I was that? For those Steve, that for those that can't do the counting, because that's okay. like me. Which okay. one is that one? All right, all right. <laughs> Super Bowl forty three. That was Steelers versus Cardinals. Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, that was a, a really great good one. Yep, game with insanely good. The James Harrison ninety nine yard interception return. Mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald scoring with two and a half minutes left on that little slant pass over the middle, taking it to the house, thinking they're going to pull this upset off. I can't believe they came back. Yes. And then that insane San Antonio Holmes catch with 30 seconds. What a game. What a game. Ah, yeah, that one was good. So one of mine, this was not a good game, but this was my maybe my personal favorite because two things happened. One, uh, Peyton Manning lost, and I do not like Peyton Manning as a fan of, uh, of 
the Patriots. I was not a Peyton Manning guy. Soups 48? It would be Soups 48 because the Seahawks were also underdogs, and I bet on them outright. So it was a combination of I bet Seahawks won that and watched Peyton Manning get blown out in a Super Bowl. So that I mean the final score of that one was forty three to eight. So it wasn't a close game. It wasn't but I even that close. I was on cloud ten. You're right. That that was it was even more lopsided than that. So I was on I was on cloud ten for that one. Uh last year's Super Bowl was pretty great. Last year's Super Bowl and I had good you know, very good game. I also had Chiefs money line, so that kinda helped a little bit bias there. But I'm that was a pull an one. old that was a very good one. But yeah. I'm gonna pull an old man memory here. Okay. Um please do. Who the hell played in Super Bowl forty seven? I will tell you the answer to that. Oh, you know what? That was uh, the Harbaugh Bowl. That was Ravens Niners. Oh God, that that one just still to this day <laughs> infuriates me. Thirty four, thirty one was the final score of that one. I mean, thrilling game, but I'm still so yeah, yeah. mad. Yeah. Still so mad. Oh right, that the Forty Nine ers had first and goal at the four and somehow crapped the bed. I know it. Yep, that one was bad. There's a lot of close games, though. It was funny because, like, growing up, and we'll get into one of those questions a little bit later. Growing up, I just remember so many blowouts in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then thanks to the Patriots, they basically showed up and was like, no, 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 this should be a great game. This should be a close game. This should be uh, super entertaining. And most of them have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but that, they kind of they kind of shifted the paradigm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we've had very few blowouts since the Patriots entered the Super Bowl chat at Super Bowl 36. Yeah, the last two games both decided just by three points, so we'll see if that continues. Oh, man, oh, I wish that. And if Joe Burrow just had a half second more oh. to see how Jamar Chase had absolutely cooked um, Jalen Ramsey and was mm-hmm. wide open instead of having to fl- try to flick the ball to Samjay Ryan. Oh, brutal. All right, uh, with a win on Sunday, would Patrick Mahomes already be the second best quarterback of all time? No. All right. He would be a top five quarterback. Okay, so you're giving him that. I'll give him, I'll give him uh, certainly top five contemporaries, top ten all time. Mm-hmm. Would he be the second best quarterback already? I still think it's a little early. He's not Joe Montana. Shoot. He's not Tom Brady. So there. So yeah, no. Tom Brady's off in his own stratosphere still. I I think Mahomes would be certainly better than Peyton Manning because I don't mind like the dominant shorter window. Like if you are Terrell Davis, Barry Sanders, Kurt Warner, like I think that's impressive to me. Rather than, well, he was like a fringe Pro Bowler for like another five years. Like yeah, yeah. But if you're winning multiple MVPs and multiple Super Bowls in a six year stretch. I can compare him to anybody not named Brady because Brady's just the length of his career is so silly that we're not there yet. But Joe Montana famously won four Super Bowls and was 4-0 in Super Bowls. He was a two-time regular season MVP. You can't really compare stats. Like, I look more at that stuff, right? Like, it's, you know, Super Bowls, MVPs, all pros Mm -hmm. because stats are going to be a little bit different with the passing era of, of today. But, yeah, I think three Super Bowls in a six-year span and six conference championships and, what, four Super Bowl appearances, I would say Mahomes is the, is the second best. I don't know. I mean, the six conference championships in a row, the conference championship every year that you start, since you became a starter, yeah, that's sick. Right. Absolutely sick. I still got to hold Montana up there. Just because oh, that's fine. he went to four, he mm-hmm. won four, never even threw an interception in the Super Bowl. Right. Now, I know he was probably more a product of the team than Patrick Mahomes, who is kind of carrying 
some of these teams. I mean, at least his offense. I mean, he's got like uh, one and a half good players on offense uh-huh. to uh, to go along with him. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's top five. Top five. Number two, no, not yeah. yet. All right, fair enough. All right, question number three. What is the best halftime show of all time? Best Super Bowl halftime show. Not just like a best random Super halftime Bowl show. Halftime in fact, show. when I was at the uh, Super Bowl in Minnesota, our producer at the time, Jason Rossi, who's now our uh, wrestling insider, mm-hmm. me and him went to uh, the Timberwolves game when they were in town. You know who did their halftime show? Who's that? Lil John. No way. Lil John. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that was pretty good, actually. Uh, I say you two. Okay. Super Bowl 36. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to say Prince. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Prince. A lot of people would. A lot sure of people are going to say Prince. Is it too much recency bias to go Dre, Eminem, Snoop, 50 Cent upside down? That was pretty. I kind of like that one quite a bit. That was a fun one. That was. That was a really, really fun Super Bowl. How did you feel about the Justin Timberlake Britney Spears with a sock over her hand? (laughs) (laughs) Or it's like sock on her arm. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Uh, Katy Perry and Left Shark was really good. I didn't uh, mind. Left, sh- left Shark. Remember Left, left Shark? shark. <laughs> left Shark is kind of zoning out a little bit. Uh, kind of had like one bad flipper, I think, but yeah. he was, he was doing all right. Yeah, Katy Perry. We heard her roar that one year. Yep. That's right. She roared. I, didn't, I have to admit to not seeing any Gaga because even I thought she, Gaga was good. Well, she's always good. Yeah, her yeah. national anthem was also spectacular. Yeah, uh, true. I just... I didn't see it because I I went outside and I was such a wreck watching the Patriots go twenty one to three in the halftime. Mm-hmm. I changed my shirt, changed my hat, <laughs> uh, yeah, had yeah. a beer, yeah. bummed a smoke, yep, whatever could uh, help. You know, just tried to do everything I could. You know, with all those superstitions in play, just uh-huh. like God, we got to do something about this. What the hell is going on? Where are you? Uh, the Blues Brothers did uh, <laughs> Super Bowl ninety seven. They did. That's what it says. 97, it was in uh, the Superdome, and they oh, did the Blues no. Brothers. Was it Blues Brothers 2000? <laughs> no, I don't know if it was. Well, Belushi was. Oh, yeah, not... no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was Aykroyd, Goodman, and uh, Jim. Jim Belushi. Yeah, Belushi, the other Belushi, the good right. one, didn't make last call no. for that one. He was not coming to <laughs> he, suffer. He had paid his tab a while back. <laughs> uh, all right. Who that has not done the halftime show should do the halftime show? Who should do the halftime show? Let's go, Kurt. Let's go, someone who could, not like all time. Let's not right. go like uh, Coldplay's uh, day. Jimi Hendrix. Passed. Yeah, Coldplay's, yep. Coldplay's already had a turn. Somebody else yep, has they, to have a turn. Their their time has passed. Yep. Uh, I mean, ACDC's time has passed. Now that would be such an old dad rock. I mean, that would be. They'd be loud. One of the we've already lost one of the Youngs. We lost True. Malcolm Young. So yeah, I don't even know. Daft Punk's not going to do it because they broke up. It's a shame. Stiz's favorite. Stiz, you know who, who Stiz you probably Stiz? wants? Who's that? You know who Stiz wants? He probably wants Post Malone. I think Post would do a tremendous job. He's mm. a, he has he, That kid is a hit factory, yep. and I think he's legit talented. Yep. But I don't know if, again, this is the, in the too old category, but I think Metallica deserves to play it, and yep. then maybe a little more recent uh, Foo Fighters. I think Dave Grohl would do a the phenomenal job. The Foo Fighters job. would do an awesome job. I'm surprised they haven't. Yeah, me that too. Show that Isn't that a weird on one? Fenway? That, yeah. Man. I'm surprised they haven't. Well, because after Timberlake and uh, Janet Jackson, they obviously went like very conservative for a while, and then they've kind of gone much like newer, right? Like they had. I got it. Who do you got? The like the the band that only writes, you know, college football game day promo songs and arena rock made 
for sports consumption. Imagine, Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons. Yes. It's like all the stuff you guys have been playing during the game, we'll just play it now at halftime. Here we I mean, are. I'm telling you, if you really want to show, you call Rob Zombie. You call Rob Zombie in. <clears throat> he would have uh, topless women on stilts. He would have <laughs> fire. He would have all kinds of stuff. It's going to basically look like the trailer for Mad Max Furiosa. <laughs> yes, it was, that's exactly what you would get. Or like your band Robstein. Robstein goes nuts. Rob they, they, all yes. it is is like a pyro show. So, yeah, that would be a good one, too. How about, uh, how about Yacht Rock Review? Let's just go ahead and just boomer it up a little bit. <laughs> We're going to uh, take it a little bit easy here for the next 30 minutes during the halftime show. <laughs> All right, question number five. What has been the worst Super Bowl city? What city out of all of them should not have had the Super Bowl? It's, I mean, isn't it, shouldn't we all just say it on three? One, two, three. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yes. <laughs> well, I was curious because I was like, Minnesota shouldn't have had it. You don't want to go to a place that it's minus 10 degrees all week. Uh, Detroit maybe probably shouldn't have had it. But, yeah, Jacksonville sort of stands out. That's a real rough one. Yeah, I mean, they did such a bad job. They didn't have the infrastructure. It was pre-Uber. There were no cabs. People were sleeping on barges and boats miles and miles away. Now, look, Minnesota probably shouldn't have had it. Hell of a stadium. Terrible conditions. I remember being out there working for the Patriots on their Not Done Network streaming from the Mm. – Mall of America and just yeah, yeah, yeah. freezing my ass off everywhere <laughs> I went all week long. When I flew home Sunday morning, it was negative six degrees, Stiz. My hand froze to the handle I was using to pump gas into the rental car. <laughs> I had to blow on it with hot air uh, from my mouth to get it to unstick like Flick's tongue in a Christmas story. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. No, but Jacksonville, I just from everything I've heard of Jacksonville. Also, a mess. New York was New York was super lackluster. Yeah, that one probably shouldn't have been there yeah, like either. The Super Bowl experience right. going up and down. Like that's the first well possible weather game, and you're like, okay, I guess yeah, it, was, it was. It was like overcast in 48 that day. Yeah, no, nothing special. All right, final question for you is, uh, what is your first Super Bowl memory? What do, what's the first Super Bowl you remember watching? What was the first one that the then known as Washington Redskins won? I think with Joe Theismann. Probably around 1980 or so. Uh, they won it in 83. Could it be that one? I think so. Yeah. That's right around my first Super Bowl. My Skins, most vivid Dolphins. Super Bowl. Ch- Skins and yeah. Fish. Yeah. Um, my most vivid Super Bowl memory from a childhood is going to my Uncle Mike's house in uh, Waltham and watching the Patriots get their oh, 85? Fo- footballs kicked in yeah. against the, uh, the, ba- <laughs> yeah, the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, after recovering the fumble and the field goal by Tony Franklin, up 3 nothing. Yep. We'll see how this game shakes out when we come back right here. Super Bowl <laughs> 20, live coverage on NBC. Don't go anywhere. And then it kind of went south from there. It sort of did. It went a little bit south. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, for me, it would be the uh, – it was actually also the Redskins. It was the Redskins beating the Bills in 92. I don't – I I was too young for the Scott Norwood miss, but I remember people, like, talking about it leading up to that game mm-hmm. and then, like, seeing, like, the flash – like, the the replays of it. But I remember Mark Rippin and like Gary Clark and Art Monk and those guys against Jim Kelly in that offense. So that was, I was probably seven, about to be eight. And then, so my whole like early memory of the Super Bowl was just the Bills losing. It was like, oh, the Bills get there every year and then they get, they got trucked. Four in a row. Hey, by the way, during the middle of our conversation, some text messages, not to 37937 at the studio, but rather to old Uncle Fitzy's burner phone. Yes. Coming from some friends, my pal Vinny. Mm-hmm. Uh, one and two, it's you two, and then Prince for halftime shows. Okay. Yep. And uh, my buddy Mike, 
who always bets on our uh, parlay offerings and has won more than he's lost. <laughs> okay. How about the Up With People halftime show from 1982? I think I was looking back at the history of it. I think Up With People got asked back several times. I think they did. I don't think 82 was their only crack at it. So that's wow. not bad. Yeah. Who the hell is Up With People? Some people were saying uh, Taylor Swift is kind of the obvious one at some point should do a halftime show. I'm sure she uh, will. Well, yeah. they asked her. They asked her last year, and then she said no, and then Rihanna did it. And I don't know if she has like an open invite, but well, obviously they don't, they don't pay this their year. Super Bowl act, Rich. That's the thing. Why does she? What? She doesn't publicity? need it. She doesn't need it. Yeah, I heard what the acts she? pay. Uh, I don't know if they pay, but I know they don't. I'm pretty sure they don't get, don't get paid. Because I remember no. in an interview, Snoop Dogg saying that Dre paid money to do that. Now whether that was oh. on production, oh maybe not like to, to make the, it look yeah. like NFL? make it look the way you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so I, I, I mean, I, I doubt the weekend paid. Like maybe they just sort of like met in the middle on that one. The best thing about the weekend's performance was the the gift that everybody made right away of him lost in that house of mirrors. Oh, that Remember? was a good. It was like was me looking meme. for the toilet after uh, Super Bowl buffet. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes looking for some protection along <laughs> yeah. the offensive yeah. line that night. Yeah, exactly. All right, you guys can jump aboard 617-779-7937. We have a uh, Super Bowl related key for madness coming up next here on Weei. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's time for Kiefer Madness. Kiefer Madness. Richard Keefe, I think it is. Rich Keefe. Who is that? How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh, what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Keefe? Where is he? Where's Keefe? Where is Keefe? Hey, Keefe, you're a dude. I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo, Kiefer Madness is so hit or miss. Kiefer's a nice guy. Kiefer's a nice guy. Okay. Kiefer Madness? It's Kiefer Madness on WEEI. I bring it. It's me. All right, here we go. Time for Kiefer Madness on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. WEEI, a few days away from the Super Bowl. Of course, uh, Taylor Swift. Big story. She's going to be in Tokyo the night before, but it should be there in time to see her guy, Travis Kelsey, play in the Super Bowl. And there is a uh, a lot going on, and perhaps this might lead you to feeling one way or the other about betting this game. Mm. Chiefs and 49ers. I don't know if it will. Here's Taylor Swift, though, talking about a particular number and its significance to her. That would be the number 13. Why 13? What is the Okay, reason? I was born on the 13th. I turned 13 on Friday the 13th. My first album went gold in 13 weeks. Also, thanks. <laughs> Um, my first song that ever went number one, mm-hmm. it had a 13 second intro. And I didn't even do that on purpose. And every time I've ever won an award in an award show, I've either been seated in the, thir- the 13th row right. or row M, which is the 13th letter. Oh. And when I won the Horizon Award at the CMA Awards, the producer came up to me when I was sound checking and said, all right, we're going to go in 13 seconds. There are so many numbers. Wow. All right, so to take that another, so that was uh, years ago when she was on one of the late night talk shows. So she sounded so young. She did. She sounded young. So O'Shea Jackson Jr., of course, Ice Cube's son, he took to Twitter and he was like, "This Taylor Swift thirteen conspiracy is wild." So he take that information that he just had there, and so he posts it, and he has a few others to add on. So again, 
Taylor was born on the 13th of December. She turned 13 on Friday the 13th. Her first album went gold in 13 weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, to update that story, she just won her 13th Grammy. Okay. Uh, it's Super Bowl 58. Five plus eight equals 13. It does. She's been to 12 Chiefs games this year, so the Super Bowl will be her 13th Chiefs game. All right, now, okay. All right, we're getting close to a conspiracy. Niners are the number one seed. Chiefs are the three seed. 13? No? So one thing I don't get here, he says Chiefs versus 49ers, four plus nine. Oh, oh, 49ers. So four plus nine equals 13. (laughs) That's right. All right. It does. Okay. Okay. Uh, The game is going to be played on February 11th, 211, 2 plus 11, 13. Oh. 100% minus 13% equals 87%. Which Kelsey's is Travis number. Kelsey's number. Kelsey's number. Okay. <laughs> As right. O'Shea points oh, out, they complete each oh, other. LMAO. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, but then this is where it gets kind of interesting. The quarterback on the other team, Brock Purdy, wears 13. Mm-hmm. So does that mm-hmm. kind of say, all right, well, maybe this is going to be a 49ers win? Or is all this 13 crap going to lead to the Chiefs? He also points out, this is the last one that he threw in there. He goes, uh... Normally, flying from Tokyo to Vegas is 12 and a half hours, but he goes with customs, it's 13. <laughs> I, that, that's, that's it's close right. enough. It's close enough. This is 13. uncanny. Yeah, that's this a lot is of 13. true. I mean, you can find excuses, rationale, and stitches wherever you want, mm-hmm. but this is bored. This is flat up uncanny. Here's what I want. Here's what I need to know, though. Yes. Uh, it's what everyone wants to know. And, and if we could figure it out, obviously, one, you know, a couple of sports books would lose their shirts and a lot of us would get rich quickly. Yes. What does it all mean? <laughs> I don't How know. can to the we game, make so. money off Did it? you ever see the uh, Jim Carrey movie, the number 23? Flop, I never right? did. Yeah. No, I saw it. And it was just like, it's a lot of that stuff where it's like, yeah, so everything, numero- everything's numerology. 23. Everything was 23. Everything was 23. And you're like circling back to it. And it drove them nuts. So this is kind of chaotic, too. I don't, I don't know what to make of it. Because what I saw originally before O'Shea Jackson posted all this stuff Somebody just made like a video and it was Taylor Swift from years ago, her saying all that stuff. And then it cut to Brock Purdy running down the field in the number 13. And that DraftKings like, did that. I freaking oh, draft love that. They, they nailed I it. love that because it's just like, it's my favorite number. It's so magical. It's so special Boom. to me. Watch out. Yeah. With <laughs> yeah. that death star, the Death Star siren yeah. starts playing and you're like, <gasps> oh my God. He's coming to ruin yeah. 13 for her forever. Right. It's possible. See that I almost want to bet right now Niners. on the on the 49ers just because of that. I feel like this stuff would and probably should point you towards the Niners because if everything Taylor Swift is 13 13 13 13 13 well then bro Brock Purdy is sort of the answer to that. I don't even know if the Chiefs the Chiefs even have a guy wearing 13. I don't even know. I have to look it up. But uh, 100 minus 100 minus 87 is 13. Yeah, kind of, that's a That's good a game one. changer. My birthday's June 13th. Oh, that helps. Oh, yep. Oh, man. For what it's well, worth. Uh, that's back the sixth that. month and you're turning seven, <laughs> so add that together. <laughs> back to that into the mix. I don't know. Choose uh, whatever, however you want to use that information. I'm just simply passing it along. But uh, the number 13. And then there's a word for it. I wouldn't say I'm afraid of 13, but I wouldn't say I'm not afraid of 13. I can never have 13 as the volume in the TV. Oh, I can never have not if it's not a. So it has to be like 10, 15, 20. I can't have like It's a 16. terrible number, guys. Oh, they don't. Fives. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Nick. I, 
I always do everything by pa- famous Patriots or Boston sports athlete numbers. <laughs> so I like I no, I literally turn the volume to either like twelve or thirty three or thirty four. Twelve or thirty three, oh, I feel like there's a, a bit a of a huge gap difference. There. Or eighty-seven. Can you turn on it up just a little bit? Like, no, I can't turn it up a little bit. I can turn I it up a lot, lot however. Can you, if you want. Right, can you stop at Ty Law? Can you stop at Ty Law? Twenty-four. Please. please. Maybe, all right. Wow, there's a lot of people talking. Can you crank it up to Brewski or Hightower, please? <laughs> I know. I know that's crazy, but like. Apartment buildings, buildings in general, yeah. don't have a 13th floor for a reason. This yeah, number is sure. cursed. You don't want it. Cursed number. Dan Marino never never won a Super Bowl. Great quarterback. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. 13. All right. Three hours down. One hour to go. If you do one hour and three hours, that would be 13 Ooh, hours. Stop it. So that's sort of. Oh. That'll melt your, your brain a little bit. Uh, we have, can I get a ruling? Oh, it's important time for that with the Super Bowl parties coming up. So can I get a ruling comes your way next year on WEI.